Welcome in. It's another edition of 10,000 Pitches, a podcast devoted to everything Minnesota soccer and beyond. What's going on? Jeremy Rushing hanging out with you now for episode 34. Whether this is your first time giving 10,000 Pitches a listen or you've now stuck with us for all 34 episodes. Thank you so, so much for uh, giving us a chance to uh, you know be added to your long list of podcasts that you could listen to. We know uh, there's pretty much a podcast for everything these days. So the fact that you're choosing to listen to 10,000 Pitches, we, we can't thank you enough for that. If you could, though, if you are a listener, we uh, ask you just another little favor. Subscribe if you haven't. Hitting that subscribe button will inform you whenever we drop a new episode and will also you know, help us in where we rank. The more subscribers we get, the more relevant that you know platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, PodMN, uh, you know, it lets them know that we're more relevant and so we rank higher in terms of visibility and exposure on those platforms. So again, we'll just expose 10,000 pitches and all the teams that we support and all the uh, you know, local organizations that that we help, you know, tell their story. It helps get them to more people when you subscribe as well. Also, rating and reviewing um, is as big, if not even bigger than subscribing. The more ratings and reviews we get, again, the more relevant that it tells you, it tells the platforms that we are. So then it, you know, puts us up higher in those rankings. So uh, please rate and review the podcast if you have not. Also, follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are at 10k pitches the merch store with spam fc if you have not heard we uh helped spam fc launch their official merch store shopspamfc.com. and if you're a listener to 10,000 pitches you get 10 percent off just use promo code pod that's promo code p-o-d at disc at uh, checkout to get that 10 percent discount on your first order at shopspamfc.com. a lot of cool stuff on there we just launched a new work we call it the bird hoodie uh it's an orange hoodie with their bird logo on it it looks super clean super awesome uh, we also have the scholarship foundation tee the slant hoodie um so many great things that our uh, graphic designer extraordinary ethan brandt has helped spam fc come up with and put out on their store so go check that out and again use promo code pod at checkout to get 10 percent off your first order if this is your first time listening to 10,000 Pitches, we highly recommend you go back and listen to some of our more recent interviews. In the past, we've had new Ford Madison head coach Carl Craig on the show. Speaking of Ford Madison, we've had their uh, their teenage phenom Michael Vang on the show as well. Most recently, Karen F.A. founder Kyle Johnson and a couple players from Karen F.A. have been on the show. Spam FC's Van Hong and Tony Lazancic have joined us. And then just last week, we had the co-founder of Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee, a soccer space, an indoor soccer space slash coffee shop in Minneapolis, uh, Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. We had their co-founder Derek Swanson on just last week. Great conversation with them. So go back and listen to those episodes and more if you have not already. But this week, I'm very pleased to have a guy on the show who I've been wanting to get on the show for a long time, but it hasn't quite worked out. Uh, Mario Wemberley. He is the founder of TC Soul Futsal. He calls himself actually the chief visionary officer of T Twin City Soul Futsal. Um, talking about, you know, what is futsal? How is it different than uh, traditional soccer for those who might not know? And, uh, you know, how is its presence independent from soccer sort of growing here in America, growing here in the Twin Cities, and uh, how also it kind of is a really cool developmental tool uh, for soccer players as well. So um, very great conversation with Mario. So definitely check that out here in just a few minutes. But before we get to the interview, I uh, just want to give a quick Lower League E-Cup update. The 2021 Lower League E-Cup is wrapping up the group stage. Forward Madison is undefeated. Spam FC needs a few things to happen in order for them to advance to the knockout rounds. They're done, but they need an, uh, a few other results to fall their way in order to get through. Uh, you know, Minneapolis City, Dynamo FC, St. Cloud, all involved as well. Uh, Valora FC as well. So, 
uh, go to twitch.tv slash lower league cup, go to lower Twitter at lower league cup, uh, get you all the information you need in order to uh, watch your favorite team in the 2021 lower league E cup as they wrap up the group stage. And then, uh, after this weekend, it's knockout round time, baby. And that is the most exciting portion of the lower league E cup. So I'm very excited to continue watching, but now let's go ahead and uh, get to my interview with TC soul futsal chief visionary officer, Mario Wemberley. Hope you enjoy it. Mario, how are you? Thanks so much for coming on the show. Good morning. Doing well. Thanks for having me on your platform. Big fan of uh, what you guys are doing um, for, for the local game and grassroots stuff. Well, likewise, likewise. And I first feel like I need to apologize to you, Mario, because we've been at this now. We've been doing this podcast for eight months. And despite all the interaction that we've had on Twitter and connecting with each other and following each other and stuff like that, this is our first time having you on the show. So I'm sorry it took so long. Hey, man, better late than never, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so first off, let's get, in, uh, let's get into a little bit of your soccer background. Talk a little bit about, about, talk a little bit about kind of your, how you got into soccer and how Twin Cities Soul Futsal came together. Cool. So uh, I'm a, a Minnesota kid, obviously. Uh, grew up primarily on South Minneapolis. Um, I did live, I lived in the suburbs actually for one year, and that's where I discovered the game. Uh, as you know, the game in our country is a primarily a suburban middle-class game if we're, yep. if we're speaking on the structured piece. So I, I found the game that way and I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. Um, from there, you know, I just bothered my mom, like, mom, I want to play this game. My, my family is not a soccer family. Uh, my, my parents are from the South. Um, and, and traditionally in the African-American community, uh, soccer is not a big game mm-hmm. yet. It's growing, but it's not, it wasn't a big game. And this is, we're talking here like eighties, we're talking mid eighties here. Yeah. So um, I, I began to play for a couple of local travel soccer clubs, was having a ton of fun, um, played for a lot of the, the well-known clubs around the city, um, learned a lot about the game, um, um, had some pretty good coaches. So played played locally, youth, uh, played in the ODP program and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Went on to play at a uh, high school ball at uh, Minneapolis Washburn. Okay. So that was a great, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, you know, looking up to some of the guys there, some of the legends like like John Sylvester, uh, rest in peace. Um, I'm sure you heard of him. Yep. Um, and from there, I was I was fortunate enough to go on to play some college ball at Howard University in Washington D.C. So that was a, another great experience and um, a bit of a culture shock, uh, even yeah. even on the soccer the soccer side. So I went from playing, um, you know, uh, here here at home. And then going to play at a team with uh, predominantly Caribbean players and players with just different styles of play, different different cultures, uh, you know, different dialects. So it, it was really interesting experience. And I learned a lot about the game, learned a lot about myself. So um, that's my playing background. And um, when we go into the coaching piece, um, I had a, my son, he's, he's 13 years old. So once he was born, you know, was put the ball at his feet mm-hmm. and uh, he took to it. Cause you know, they say soccer starts at home and I'm a firm believer of that. Absolutely. So, so he started playing and I was like, listen, I got to get involved in the coaching because, um, you know, I just didn't have, to be honest, I didn't have a lot of confidence in, 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 uh, you know, I love rec. I love what we call rec soccer in this country, but mm. you know, sometimes it has a stigma. I think, um, parent volunteers are awesome and they're needed to, to grow the game. But, but I knew that I wanted to have him in a different environment. So I just began coaching him at the rec level went on to uh, start coaching and the, um, the club level and uh, and then kept coaching on the club level, primarily young kids on one. So probably six to about 13, about 12. 
And then uh, from there, um, then we go into TC Soul. Started TC Soul. And why did you start TC Soul? How did TC Soul come together? What was your motivation from just you know coaching your son at home to you know starting this whole futsal organization? Well, TC Soul actually started because um, at my old club that I coached at, I had a DOC who was a pretty 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 smart guy, and he was on the futsal train far far before a lot of people. Um, this was probably around 2000 and uh, maybe 14 or something like that. So he introduced the club to futsal. Um, growing up, I had played, you know, we played everywhere that we could, but I come, I'm an American guy. So I, I come from the structured environment, but yep. we did, you know, as we got older, we played in gyms. We didn't have a futsal ball. As some may or may not know, a futsal ball is a weighted ball. So it, mm -hmm. it doesn't bounce the same um, and things like that. But we used to play soccer in a gym um and things like that but but my son you know he was exposed to futsal early and he he loved it I mean he was a young player uh you know on the ball a lot of a lot of um a lot of dribbling um you know confined space a lot of creativity um so he just enjoyed it so from there we we uh a friend of mine um he and I got together and said, Hey, we, we want to, let's start something. So our kids can just continue to play futsal. Um, and, 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 and I'm an entrepreneur as well. So I'm an entrepreneurial mindset. So I said, Hey, listen, if we don't see what we want out here, let's just build it. So that was originally our original concept. And then from there, we saw the potential of what we could do with futsal and, and the game itself. But in terms of the playing aspect, that's kind of the roots. And then as far as TC soul, you know, we started that with pretty much four like core principles. So the first thing is fun. Like the game mm -hmm. is extremely fun. If you, you've seen it, if you played it, it's just a fun game yep. for kids, especially. The second one is development, you know, for, um, for player development. You know, I'm a firm believer that futsal for young kids is, is the way to go. It's, it's almost mandatory in my book from a developmental standpoint. If you look at, you know, South America, if you look at, you know, even, um, even in Europe, some places now, kids kids are playing futsal, you know, first uh, mm -hmm. up until they're about like age 13. And then they decide, hey, do I go on to the big game or do I, you know, do I want to become a pro futsal player? Because in those countries, they have that option. But here in America, uh, I just think it's a great place to develop as a player. Um, so, so that's a, a big piece of player development. Our third one is um, community. Um, in TC Soul, we have various kids from different communities, um, different cultures so you know soccer and futsal these are the world's game the people's game so the, the the unique thing about our game is that it brings people together so that's the community piece and then lastly accessibility and this is a piece that we explored more um after we found out hey this futsal thing is pretty cool yeah. so listen can we get more kids playing <clears throat> excuse me in general and also can we reach into certain communities that maybe have been have not been um exposed to the game mm -hmm. of soccer even or futsal and also who have been who are not in the mainstream um soccer system so we yeah. believe futsal is one of those games that can do that so it's a big um accessibility piece for us as well you touched on a few of the things that make futsal unique from regular soccer but for those who you know don't know a lot about futsal you know what exactly is it? How does it differ from traditional soccer? And what are some of those more, more detailed, I guess, unique points about the game? Okay, great. So, so futsal started in, um, in, in, in Uruguay back in about 1930. It's said to be started by a, a guy who was um, actually working 
at the Y, I think the YMCA or the YWCA. And, uh, you know, they didn't have a ton of, 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 um, of available space to play. And it's, it's a game to, to, to immediately get kids involved. Um, it's five on five, whereas, you know, soccer is 11 v 11. So futsal is five on five. It's played on a hard court or it's played on a indoor or outdoor. So really a hard surface. Um, so you can play it, you can play it on a basketball court, a tennis court, um, uh, any flat surface, um, pretty mm-hmm. much not turf, but, but, but any hard surface. It's also, the ball is a bit smaller, um, you know, for the smaller kids, they usually play with a three ball and then a four ball for the, uh, the older and it's a weighted ball. So that's to prevent the ball from bouncing all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. In futsal, you know, there's, there's kick-ins and that's the fee- there's, there's the FIFA game of futsal. There was an original form of futsal before that. Um, and they had throw-ins, but there's been a lot of, um, let's say, quote unquote, beef between different organizations on how futsal, the rules and does FIFA own the game? And who owns the game? Is it AMF was a, was one of the original um, um, organizations, but the way we play it now, you know, we use kick-ins, there's corner kicks, set pieces, um, very similar to soccer, but it's much faster. So we we found that it's on the accessibility piece again, it's very easy to get kids, uh, a lot of multi-sport kids involved in the game. For instance, uh, we have a program that we do uh, right now currently, um, primarily with a lot of kids in the inner city who play other sports predominantly basketball and we have some football kids in there American football and when they when they're exposed to futsal they, they really take to it because you get 600 times more touches than you would in a soccer game absolutely you, yeah those touches are huge especially at an huge, early age huge huge so you know when you play a soccer game um you may touch the ball two minutes in, in a 90 minute game if that at futsal I mean you're touching it constantly and, and, I, and I also tell players, and I tell my son this, is he loves, he actually loves futsal more than soccer. I tell him, you know, I love the game because you can't hide out there. Yep. It's, it's mano y mano. The ballers stand out. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's four in a goalie. So if you, uh, there's no hiding. The movement, there's tons of movement, the mobility. Um, I could go on and on about the game. And I, I love the game, truly love the game. Well, let's dig into it a little more. You mentioned that, uh, you know, you can play on pretty much any hard surface, indoor or outdoor. On the outdoor piece, are there actual specific futsal courts around the Twin Cities? Are there a few around the Twin Cities? And, uh, you know, in addition to that, what is, the, I guess, the most ideal, uh, you know, other surface that futsal is played on? Um, so from from my knowledge, um, we've we've played on a variety of, of, of surfaces. Um, I, I consider futsal the cleaned up version of street ball. And mm-hmm. as you know, in many other countries, that's the essence of the game. You talk exactly. about all yeah. the, all this, you talk about Messi, Neymar, Cristiano, all these guys, Pelé, they, they grew up playing in the streets. Mm-hmm. So for me, th- there's the street aspect. So you can actually it, it play futsal in the street, yep. but we play typically on, um, on courts, gym, gym floors, actually, when we're playing yeah. here in Minnesota, because that's the available space for us. Yeah. But the thing is, it doesn't, it doesn't um, constrain you. Futsal, I mean, we can play that in your parking lot, in your driveway. That's, that's my approach to the game. Yeah. But um, I've been fortunate enough to travel to Europe, to uh, Portugal on a futsal trip. And I was, uh, got to play, not to me play, I got to watch a game. My son got to play a game in the sporting CP actual futsal stadium. Wow. And um, yeah, so, so there's different, um, different type of surfaces, but I, I 
that was an amazing experience. But, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, the gym floor, uh, courts, outdoor courts. Also, there's another there's another um, surface that I that I see quite a bit. And I, I don't know the, the name of it, but have you seen like the blue tiles i don't know if it's like a sport court type of yeah yeah i don't know exactly what they're called either we started to have those in my elementary school like before i went on to to middle school and stuff so yeah i remember uh using those a little bit i don't know what they're called but yeah they're like little tiles yeah, yeah. so you, you you see those quite a bit as well so like i said a lot of flexibility with the game so it's mostly about hey getting kids together getting the ball out there and having some fun now you mentioned that futsal is a great developmental tool. So is that kind of where futsal stands in terms of the realm of American soccer? Is it seen more as like a winter complement, or, you know, more of that developmental tool, uh, you know, for someone who plays soccer primarily in the summer, or are there a good amount of players here stateside who strictly compete in futsal as opposed to soccer? Great question. Well, you know, that's changing. I think originally um, it's marketed in the United States as a developmental tool for soccer which mm-hmm. I think is fine. Some of the yep. peers, they don't like that. So they're, they're, uh, they're barking back at that right now. Um, futsal is its own sport, in the, you know, separate from, you know, soccer. Um, some mm-hmm. people like to call it soccer's little brother. And some people don't like that, 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 uh, <laughs> that, that either. But, but, but I think, you know, it's a great place for all kids to start because I think we lose too many kids to the game mm-hmm. because they just don't touch it. You know, when I was coaching rec soccer, you know, I'd have, you know, a couple flower pickers and things like that because the field was too big and, 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 and uh, you know, futsal just keeps you engaged in the game. Dude. Well, sorry. What's the second part of that question? Um, so are, yeah. are there a good amount of players who strictly compete in futsal as opposed to soccer or, or, I mean, is it still primarily kind of one complements the other at this point? Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry. So, so in the United States, primarily in the youth level, um, it's soccer players who, who are playing both. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, we don't have a pro league here yet there from what i'm hearing there there is some talks about one that's in the works i think mark cuban the um is it dallas mavericks uh owner owner yeah yeah he he's he's um involved in um you know a couple other high profile people who who see the the, yeah the possibilities of the game but now when you go to europe um in south america like you can actually there are pro teams that are separate you know like barcelona has its separate futsal team and then they have, you know, their, their soccer program. Um, and also a lot of the academies use futsal over there. And even, even some here in the States with their younger ages. But in terms of pro players here, I, um, I had the privilege of actually knowing our United States head futsal coach, um, Coach Dushan. He's doing a great job with those guys. And, um, you know, I think one of the challenges for him is to get the federation to actually, and this is my words, not his, but to get the federation ussf to actually put more resources behind futsal because you know i was i was fortunate enough to go to one of his trainings um maybe last year and it was some pretty amazing players in there man some pretty amazing players who i think could be professional players but there's just not we do have a we do have a league i'm sorry we do have a like a semi-pro league here it's it's pretty it's pretty good but but not on a big scale yet do you and i guess this is the same question but just in a bit of a different context um so you talked about mark cuban and some other people trying to launch a professional futsal league do you see that kind of being marketed more as like you know helping the younger crop of u.s soccer players can you know expedite their development a little bit by being able to play in a pro futsal league in that competitive environment where they get more touches or do you envision that you know a new crop of of athletes emerging within futsal 
I, I would I would hope for the latter. Um, yeah. I, I think we can always develop better soccer players through futsal, but I, I think I, I would like to see us have the opportunity in this country to give it a shot. So so the kids or the young men or women who are enjoy the game can actually make a living from it. Mm-hmm. So I think I think and I always tell people this. I think if the United States was exposed to futsal first, it would have been bigger than soccer here, just because. The, the typical American sports fan or mindset is, Hey, we like a lot of scoring, fast, we like fast, fast paced. You know, it, it's similar, you know, like if you're a basketball fan, if you don't know about futsal, I would check it out because like, yeah. you know, the scores are, you know, eight, five, uh, nine, three, you know, yeah. 10, four, things like that. So up and down pretty fast. Yeah, I, I agree. I, that fast pace of it is something that really kind of intrigues me. And I think, yeah, if it were to get kind of get that exposure, maybe, maybe it's maybe a little late at this point to say it could compete with soccer on that kind of level. But I do think that uh, it's definitely more the type of sport that would intrigue the American sports fan for sure. Um, Absolutely. As of now, obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic, hopefully kind of going towards the back end of a pandemic here. Are you able to have indoor futsal competitions and games and, and you know, those those practices and trainings right now? And how is your process different now due to COVID than, you know, before? Yeah, man, COVID has been a tough one, especially mm-hmm. tough on the kids, you know. Um, so for us as a academy slash um, TC Soul family, we um, our season last year was cut short um, when COVID. What was that? March, February. I think maybe March. March, March of last year. March. Yeah. Right. So our program last year we started in September, and we we played in um, uh, local league. Uh, we played in a Hispanic league, couple couple leagues actually, youth leagues. We competed at the U ten, twelve, and fourteen. Um, it was tons of fun, tons of development. Um, and we got cut short by the pandemic. Uh, and, and since then, you know, we were on a pause. So, so what we tried to do is, you know, everyone was just sheltered in place. So we tried to just reach out to some of our kids and make sure, you know, they were, they were doing well. And some of them were still, you know, having, um, getting touches at home, which is nothing wrong with that at all. And they still had some, um, you know, soccer homework through their soccer club. So that was fine. What we, what we did is it let us kind of have time to reimagine how to do things. So we, we shifted and started these, um, free, these cost-free community clinics. Okay. So we kind of we built around that idea. So we had one of those in, uh, in August, um, and we had some of our community partners come out. Minneapolis City was gracious enough to, to help sponsor that event. Um, awesome. My buddy Kyle at Corinne F.A. and um, Heritage Youth Sports do a lot of good work in North Minneapolis. They were out there. Tons of kids came out. It was fun. Um, but we did choose. Uh, we chose not to. Once we once the pandemic and, and it got locked down, we chose not to compete in the season just for health, just for just to be safe. Um, we had a couple players um, who who contracted it. Actually, um, the parents called me and said, "Hey, you know, you know, the kids, a couple kids caught COVID and." couple families and I just didn't feel good personally about trying to get kids together and also yeah, we definitely. had we had a challenge with our facilities as we play we play we trained at a um, elementary school mm-hmm. so schools were shut down and all this so so what we did is say listen let's not force it let's let's do these community clinics we can expose more kids to the game we can still do some things in a safer way with you know not seeing them as often we require masks and things like that so we had a couple of those and we're planning to get back to those in the late spring. And then we have a big idea 
that we're, I'm super excited about this that we're planning for the summer. Give me any hints as to what that is. Maybe a little inside Man, I, in, info here. I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a little insight, and I'd love to at some point come back and, and talk about this. But um, yeah, it's it's my it's uh Soul Squad, which is TC Soul, and some of our community partners. Um, we we are planning uh we we we're planning something through the summer that's gonna use futsal to bring communities together. Okay. Um, because I feel that on our local scene, we have tons of communities. That's one of our assets as a, as a Twin Cities, but everyone's kind of doing their own thing. So we want to bring communities together through the game that we all love so we can learn about other people, other cultures and what have you. Also, uh, the, the, the pay to play thing, that's, a, that's another issue that I'm always uh, trying to tackle. It's always so a challenge, we're, right? I mean, it's you have, to, you have to obtain revenue somehow, but it doesn't really feel gotta, good having to, having to charge people to play, right? hundred percent. So, so as you're saying there, you know, this stuff costs money. So we're working on funding now to have it where, you know, the clubs are not paying to be a part of what we're planning, but, um, and these are grassroots clubs as well as merging in some of the bigger clubs okay. that you don't see that often. Yeah. Um, and what, what we're trying to do is we're, we want to make this cost free for kids. We want kids to come out and eat free. And we want to, we, we have the, you know, the Metro transit police are involved in a lot of, nonprofits and in, in, in community groups, but we want to have the community service be the actual um, cost to play in the community that we're serving. So we're putting all that together. I'm super excited about it. And we're trying to change the perception in Minnesota anyway, that futsal is, hey, we play a lot of soccer and then we just play in the winter. That That's, if, if you think about what I said, futsal was started in Uruguay, but the sauce of the game came from the Brazilians. And you got, mm-hmm. I could, you know, the top ballers that they that oh they produce, yeah, the, right. This goes on now, and on. It's an endless list, endless. And you know, I haven't seen it snow in Brazil. So for me, I, I want people to change their mindset and see, hey, wait, this isn't just a, a supplement winter game. We can play this game summer, mm-hmm. winter, whenever. So that's another piece that we're trying to tackle with with uh, the next thing that we're doing this summer, hopefully. Skipping around a little bit, I probably should have asked this earlier, but as far as the futsal community and futsal's presence in the Twin Cities compared to other places around the country, I know you guys have kind of traveled to play in futsal competitions. Um, How does the community and how is futsal's presence in the Twin Cities compared to other communities and other places in in America? I mean, is it tops? Is it middle of the pack? Kind of where is futsal's presence elsewhere in America as compared to the Twin Cities? Well, I would say that... I'm a big fan of Minnesota's young players, boys and girls. I think mm-hmm. we have tons of talent. I think that we are, there are some areas in the country that have been playing longer. They have more, they have, uh, you know, more clubs, actual futsal clubs, and they've just been playing the game longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's changing here. I'm, I'm starting to see more, more people playing. It's almost like a common thing. I'm starting to see actually a lot of soccer clubs, you know, mm-hmm even attempting to, you know, get some foot style in their curriculum, which I applaud. Yeah. Um, you know, I was just at the the, U, the uh, United Soccer Coaches Convention. I sat in on the foot style, um, the um, session that they had, even USYS is now promoting it. Wow. So I think, yeah, that's awesome. so that's big, you know, in just a short amount of time, there's been a lot of gain. I think it's only going to go up from here. And I think that Minnesota, we have the talent. Um, and I think that if we keep playing the game and getting the younger kids involved, we'll be, we'll be up there soon. 
I hate asking these questions because you always talk about how futsal should be seen as separate from soccer. Uh, but I keep asking you questions about how they relate. So I apologize, but you mentioned that, that the ballers really stand out. I mean, the, the high quality kids really stand out on a futsal court, right? Um, do you see college scouts, college coaches, you know, do you see the presence of, of more and more, uh, you know, high level teams and organizations kind of looking at futsal for their, you know, their next big star, their next big player. I mean, how, how is that relationship? Uh, I guess, cause, cause how, how old are, are the kids, you know, what's the top age of kids that are within, within your program? Well, our program, we, we go from, like I said, probably six years old to about 13, 14, 13, 14. But, th- okay. but that's just us. And that's because I I'm just big on the foundation age. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other programs that go all the way up to U19. There's a youth organization, the largest one um, in the country. They have a, a national regional tournament that they do. And I think the age group goes all the way up to U19. The, the, what I have seen is that it's, the young kids seem to be more receptive to playing right now. And that's mm-hmm. just because they've, they've been playing, they've been introduced to the game. Whereas the, some of the older kids, and I've seen this firsthand, um, you know, they they're they're interested in the game but they don't feel as confident you know they may try to receive the ball with the inside of their foot all the time and and in futsal it's it's a soul touch you know every mm-hmm. touch that you have you know for instance you know my son like i said he 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 grew up playing futsal and i watch him on the soccer pitch when he plays on turf or any flat surface even grass the kid's using his soul he's using a soul delay he's receiving the ball with his um heel down toe up pushing it forward I just, this is why I know that the game, just those small technical details in terms of speed of play, they can help you be a better soccer player. Definitely. So are you seeing, I, I, uh, I guess, kind of playing off, you know, and, and asking kind of my last question again, are you seeing kind of the higher levels in terms of, you know, colleges or soccer developmental yeah. academies and things like that? Are they looking more at futsal and, and scouting more futsal, futsal, you know, organizations and things like that? Or is it still, is it still kind of not? Not there. Yeah, I would say not yet. Um, You know, I don't think it's reached that level. I do think the smart coaches who are, you know, at the college level, um, they understand the benefits and they they can tell. You can look at a player and say, hey, I can look at a player in five minutes and say he he or she, they play futsal. I know there are some um, academies, MLS academies that are big on futsal um, Mm. and things like that. So they they may use that as a – you know, a, a tool to, to evaluate players or see where they are technically through the game. But in terms of, you know, futsal just got into the, uh, was the youth Olympics. I think it was the last one. So they're still trying to push for this to be an Olympic sport. And it's crazy that it's not. Yeah. So, so hopefully we see that, you know, that's the next uh, step that we see, but, but I think I've heard a push for a lot of people to get this to be a college game. And that would be mm-hmm. very interesting. I think if we can start doing that, you'll see a higher level of soccer player for cool. sure. That would yeah. be cool if either or both of those things could happen. Um, so now just kind of guess more of a general question as you head into 2021, you already mentioned that, that you guys are having kind of, uh, you know, less, uh, less often, you know, getting the kids together less often requiring masks, taking those COVID protocols. Uh, you had mentioned you have uh, some really big things planned for the summer. Um, but as we head into 2021, what are some of your other, I guess, more overarching plans? You know, do you, do you plan to get back to normal? Are you kind of planning for maybe we need to kind of take these, you know, uh, COVID steps and protocols, you know, further into the year, you know, what, what are, what are kind of your overarching plans as we head further into this year? Well, to, to, uh, as we just got into the new year, what we're doing right now is we, we will have, uh, get back to our community futsal clinics probably in the spring. 
and then we're going to hopefully go into this this big thing into the summer. Um, we're like a fluid fluid uh, family at TC Soul. So, mm. you know, we may jump back into the leagues in the winter. Um, if, if, if that's what, you know, if, if the kids and the families want that, then it's an option, you mm. know? Um, so we just want the kids to have fun. Our, our, one of our, our slogans is let the kids play, you know, hashtag let the kids play. So mm. that's really what it's about for me is about the, whatever the kids and the families want, but you know, we're here if they want to do that. But I think we're trying to really change the game with futsal this summer. And, and get that to be a thing. And, and then, you know, in the winter, we'll see what happens if we, we want to use our model that we've used in the past. But as long as the kids are playing, you know, that's, that's kind of our goal and that we're, 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 we're within our four principles of fun, development, community, and accessibility. Anything to do with that, we're game for it. So I have a four-year-old, just played her first soccer season last summer, seemed to enjoy it. I think we'll keep her in it here moving forward. You know, as she grows and enters kind of the early ages of, of, you know, what's available for your program, you know, and she takes more of a liking to the sport and continues to enjoy it. How would I get her involved in soul at that point? Easily. Please bring her over. Um, we had five-year-old, I think our youngest kid was five years old, five or six last year. I would say just shoot, shoot me a text, send me an email and, and have yeah. her come through. We, we, we don't like to be buttoned up at Soul Squad. We want to mm -hmm. be, we want to be, we're for the people. So we just yeah. want to be free. You know, we, we had, we're very dynamic sessions. Um, we like to let the kids play. So a lot of creativity, a lot of, um, you know, self-discovery, but also a bit of structure, for instance, with our teams, even our U10 team, which they went on to win the Minnesota United Futsal Showcase last year. Very talented bunch of individual players, but we kind of just stuck to like the offensive principles of play and the defensive principles of play, just concepts, um, mm -hmm. you know, expanding in, in possession, contracting def in, in defense, so we played a, a one, two, one, don't let anyone penetrate the middle to break yeah. the lines. Um, just basic concepts, but we pretty much just kind of let them create. And, and we just yeah. noticed as the season went on, and the kids just love the game and they, they can't became more confident. And, uh, you know, hopefully that their parents feel that futsal, you know, and what we were doing at soul squad helped them and helped their game. And they had fun. Now I'm pushing 30 futsal sounds kind of fun and interesting. Could keep me in shape without actually having to work out. You know, are there any adult <laughs> futsal leagues or any adult weekly pickup games? You know, is there a futsal presence with adults here in the twin cities? You know, there are, there, there's people playing everywhere. Some that mm -hmm. I don't know about, some that I do. For me, one that, I, that I'm that i high on, uh, and this this guy, he he actually coached for the Soul Squad on our first year, um, Coach Caleb. He runs the Futsal Society, which is in, uh, they do a lot of work in the Whittier community in South Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. They have a Thursday pickup, and I used to bring, I actually played a few times. I mean, I'm you're a young guy, man. I'm I'm, I'm up there, you know, I got great hair and stuff. So, I'm, but I still get out there, you know, I got out yeah. there and played a bit. I took my son every week, you know, we'd actually, he would want to skip, you know, sometimes academy training to, to go play, pick up futsal. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one good place. Um, um, I've seen a couple other organizations um, that have um, got into having more open play futsal for adults, but that's the one that I know of personally, you know, okay. but I'm sure there's tons of others. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mario, thank you so much again for the time. Let us know where people can find TC Soul Futsal and how they can support you guys. Hey, thanks for having us again, man. Um, we can be found on at, at, at TC Soul Futsal and that's on Instagram, um, Twitter, and Facebook. That's the best way to stay in touch with what we have going on. 
And uh, like I said, we're looking forward to something big this summer. And, um, you know, bring your kids out and, and, and uh, check us out. Will do. Yep. Yep. Keep in, keep in touch and uh, follow TC Soul Futsal for all that information as they move forward with uh, hopefully a, a very fun and entertaining 2021. Uh, Mario, I love the beard, man. I got I got to comment on the beard before we, before we go here. How long have you been working on that? Oh man, I probably, you know, I probably had it since about 2014, but my oh, wow. wife, she was on, she was on hair and makeup today. I think she did a decent job. She got it all <laughs> set up. So, you know, I let her. I appreciate it. I appreciate you getting all, getting all done up for the, uh, for the yeah, 10,000 pitches podcast. I wish I would have hey, done the same you. to be honest. Oh no, you're good, man. I like that look, man. Got the hat on the truck. That's good look. That's good Thank look. You. I need to get a haircut yeah. though. This is as long as my hair has <laughs> ever been, man. I'm not, I'm not used to this. So. Me either, man. This is the the COVID style with me. I'm, yep. you know, they, my my friends tell me I look I look younger now as I'm growing my hair out. So I may just rock the afro, man. Going there forward, go. who knows? There yeah. you go. All right, Mario Wemberley, founder and the chief. Uh, what was? Uh, sorry, Mario. Was Visionary. That? Chief Visionary Officer of there Twin City Soul Futsal. Thank you so much again for taking some time to come on Ten Thousand Pitches, and we will definitely talk soon. Okay. Thanks, man. It's a pleasure. That was such a cool conversation, right? Learning about futsal, learning about its presence here in the Twin Cities and in America overall, and just all the great stuff that Mario is doing to help kids get involved and get a ball at their feet, whether it's on the on the soccer pitch or on the futsal court. So can't thank Mario enough for taking the time to join the show. Can't thank you enough for listening to another episode of 10,000 Pitches, and we will catch you again next week. Have a great weekend.